That's all it is, Miles. A leap of faith. I'm vengeance. Who are you? I'm the man who can give you the one thing you want. What's that? Time. I can rewrite existence and shatter timelines. You cannot trust him. I don't care who this guy is. I just lost so much. He can give us a second chance. Let me make this easy for you. You will bring me what I need. Or everything you call a life will end. And welcome back to the Cinemania World Podcast, everyone. My name is Dwayne, and uh, today we have our another episode of the Hero Hour Show. Before we get into it, I am joined by some guests from the Cinemania World team. First, we have from Geekly Goods, Leo. Leo, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. You know, this is one that is very interesting, considering the critic scores are very, very low. But man, this thing brought in worldwide over 200 200 million dollars so i mean it's it's being watched and uh the audience score and critic score are so drastically different with this one hey mm-hmm. i'm ready to dive into spoilers i felt like i was just in a shock collar when we were doing the regular <laughs> review so thanks for having me on yeah it's good to have you here my friend and next we are joined from the cinemania world team uh the agamotto youtube channel we have pat pat hello how are you I'm doing pretty good, Dwayne. I'm just a man walking into a city with an army of giant ants ready to defeat overwhelming odds. (laughs) Oh my god. Are you walking are you walking in front of a sound stage while you're with the ants as well? I'm on the volume. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right, everyone. You hear all the puns. We are talking about Ant Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Spoiler, spoiler review. Hopefully it's my last time talking about this movie because like I'm ready to move on with my life. <laughs> Get into some cocaine bear and Creed 3D. I just I'm ready to move on. But so glad you said bear at the end of that. We are getting into Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, the start of phase five. Complete spoiler review, everyone. It's just the three of us today here to talk about this movie. If I sound less enthused as as I usually do, well, you're right. Because <laughs> let, let's just get into it. All right. Before we get into all the spoilery-isms of the movie, Pat, you haven't got a chance to get your general thoughts on the movie out here on air. I already got Leo's out. He was on the review. Let's mm-hmm. get your thoughts on the movie. What did you think? Oh, boy. Um, so I'm definitely much more positive than most people I've talked to and most people I've listened to and most people whose reviews I've read. Um, 
Uh, there is a contingent of us, I know, on the internet that really enjoyed the movie. Small I, set. <laughs> yeah, we, we, there's, there's room to grow. That's all I'm going to say. Um, nice. it was, uh, it was an enjoyable movie. It's definitely not a top tier MCU. I'm not putting this in my top 15, like Leo with Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, mm-hmm. it's kind of with the other Ant-Man movies to me where it's kind of mid tier, kind of lower mid, um, where it's enjoyable. It's fun. There's a lot of flaws. There's a lot of really cool things. There's a lot of not so cool things. But overall, I had a really good time. I liked a lot of the stuff they did. Uh, definitely wasn't perfect, but I'm definitely more positive than a lot of people are uh, about this movie. What's funny is that like you and Alex, you guys will start will start off saying like, you know, it's the way I look at it as with the other movies. It's fine. It's fun. You know. You'll say that, and, and like the way you guys put your fist up for the movie, you would think that it, you the review would be more glowing, but it's like no, nah, it's fun. But no, it's <laughs> like I, the I other day, like Alex, <laughs> Alex rolled into the review, and he's like, "This is one of my first lowest rated." Well, Alex is a flip flopper. Right. He was like, "Yeah," he was like, "It's one of my first rated and lowest rated MC." Oh, and I'm naming all these. I'm like, I'm like Dark World, Black Widow, anything else, anything else. Yeah, Love yeah. and Thunder. He's like, "Nope, this is my first one." And then in the chat, he's like. Yeah, Pat, glad you liked it, brother. I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> we're family. You've you... got to support me, I guess. <laughs> it's like, what are you talking about? So, No, but it's oh, definitely, I, I will defend this movie, and I will speak more positively on it. I don't think it was by any means perfect. I think there were things I, I'll talk about that I fully would have been like, I wish I was in the writer's room and could have changed that, because that would have made the movie better. But it is what it is. Um, overall, I really enjoyed it. All right, so let's. I don't even know. So, I, spoiler reviews are so weird to me because I never. I see spoiler reviews where you start from the beginning and go all the way to the end. I've seen spoiler reviews where you kind of just bounce off each other from big moments in the, you know, you know, big moments in the movie. I guess, but I get. I just. I'm curious as to where you guys want to start as far as like your spoilery thoughts. Like Leo, was it? What's the first thing that comes to your head that you just got to get off, get off your chest here finally yeah. with like no no like no spoiler warning at all it's like straight spoiler thought straight shooting man i'm just had to come right out the gate modok looked terrible i was not a fan of that character oh, Jerry, yeah. um, i think some things just are meant to stay in the comments but here's here's where i draw the line here i freaking love the mask when he had the mask, that on, is why I was like, okay, that is my I'm biggest gripe this. too. Yeah, I was like, I'm with this look. This works. It does look comic booky. It does look kind of kooky and funny, but it, it it worked. It had this edgy feel, and then and then the mask comes off. Like, and I'm just so, like, hey, so <laughs> this Pat, feels like it's from Spy Kids, y'all. Like, yeah, look, and, I understand. Uh, I 100 understand that Modok looks crazy in the comics. I know. I get it. I understand 100%. There are a lot of characters that look weird as hell in the comics. I get it. Mm-hmm. Can we just update it a little bit for the MCU? And it just kind of looked super low budge. Like, yeah. I wouldn't even mind them putting together something that did look like MODOK, but it didn't look like something that belonged in a high budget MCU movie. It looked super uh, last minute. And I'm like, okay, maybe that's a joke they're trying to play with. It just did not work for me. There were a couple scenes, though, and a couple giggles here and there. Like, 
when they were just like call when when uh, Scott was calling him in the probability. Yeah, story. that was pretty. That was Aaron, funny. That was funny. Aaron, yeah, and he answers like that's funny, <laughs> but like don't be a dick, Darren. That that whole that whole like, thing was message, forced. I was like, okay. Don't be a dick, Darren, but Darren just completely ruined Scott's life in the first movie. And I, I just, I'm like, okay, what a weird turnaround for that character. Mm-hmm. I, I think that on paper, it sounds like a good idea. Hey, reintroduce the villain from the first Ant-Man as like the minor villain of this one. I like the idea a lot on paper. I don't think the execution was well done. Um, it just was not properly done. The way Kang was like beat by them ants, really, man, really, really. <laughs> Kang was like somebody who was menacing, somebody who on screen presented such a striking presence. And then to have that character later be trampled on by some ants. Come on, really, man? Like, I just, <laughs> I was like, really, bro? And then we, we finally get Kang just beating the mess out of Scott and it's like okay we see the conquering here we see the dude that everybody should be intimidated by through these blows and this crazy mm-hmm. sound design and the way he's crushing Scott like an ant and then we have Evangeline Lilly who barely talks in the freaking movie step through the portal <laughs> save our boy and then and then leave I'm like okay so there's no consequence there's no sort of stakes here. Nobody lost anything. No. Now, I, I do have a theory because of the dog in the casket. I do think that there are in the baby stroller. I do think that it's very possible that they are in another universe, but we'll have to wait and see. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait, what's the theory? They're in the another universe? That, that dog in the care in the baby carriage is uh-huh. an implication of them being in another universe. Really? Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of like that. I was kind of like, hmm, okay, mm, mm, I, that's interesting. Kinda, kinda I wish there was more it. of a okay. So if that was the case, so I wish there was a more of alluding to it. Like you know, you know when you're watching Loki and after he f- defeats Kang, you know how it's clear he's in another universe and Kang mm-hmm. is like the conqueror now. I wish they did something like that if that was the case. Yeah, where, like I, I don't know, you saw like a Kang statue right, somewhere, right, right. like you know when he's outside and it's fucking crazy. And like, I think that would have been good. A perfect indicator would have just been like if he approached Cassie and she was like, "Who are you?" or something like that. Yeah, that something like yeah, like a, okay, yeah. We're, See, well, now why are we cooking? And then like you know, all right. So as far as your as far as your thoughts on Modok, I completely agree. I like the backstory a lot. I like the, because I don't think that's what they were planning when they were making the first Ant Man, but they probably was like, "Oh, hey, look at the way they, we kind of did his VFX of him getting all con- like contorted and stuff. Why don't we just make him Modok?" I feel like that's what happened here, and uh, I like the backstory a lot. You know, I, I actually think that's a really cool idea. But again, I like the mask. I like the robotic look. I remember when the concept art was leaked. Or something was late. People were like, oh, this looks terrible. I was like, listen, if you got to do MODOK, I don't mind this robotic looking mechanical. If that's the way you're going to adapt it, because it's hard to adapt some of these people in the comics. But no, the face was just bad. And listen, I know the argument is like, but that's how MODOK looks. And it's not how he looks. That, that was like one thing that I saw all the time for the movie. I'm like, that's not how he looks. He looks more like Modok with the mask on. The mask itself looks more like Modok than Modok did. It's just a head. It's like what they did. They just took an actor's head 
and greased it up. It was all slimy and stuff, and that was it. That was the Modoc. And I guess that was like, oh, we want to show Darren, but uh, I don't know. I I didn't like I didn't like Modocs at all in the movie. I just thought the arc was terrible. Um, I thought the whole last minute I'm good now thing was terrible. That whole thing where I was just getting ready to kill your daughter, but now like I'm talking to her having like a heart to heart it was just it was not working for me um pat your thoughts on modok because you were actually someone who liked this i adore modok in this movie was exactly (laughs) what he needed to be he was exactly the kind of joke he needed to be and should be and has been in the comics for the past like three decades at least he's i i like you're saying Dwayne. the fact they made it Mm -hmm. darren instead of just some random aim guy that got experimented on Mm-hmm. added a lot to the to the mythos of these Ant-Man movies. Like it felt good to have such a big villain from the first movie come back in such a weird way and it did feel natural. It feels like if you are going to have a character whose whole look is like this oversized head in a movie like this and what after what happened to him as Yellow Jacket, it just made sense that that's what his origin would be in the MCU. Um mm-hmm. as far as his actual CGI on his face, wasn't perfect. I didn't. Th- I didn't despise it. I didn't think it looked like god awful. But I definitely probably could have, you know, been put in the oven a little bit longer. But <laughs> I think the weirdness of it and the unnaturalness of it actually kind of worked to its advantage. I feel like every time oh, he pulled that mask man. off, and the characters looked at him just like the audience is looking at him, like, "What the fuck am I looking at? Like, what the fuck is that? Like, that's the reaction we should be getting from Modok." And that's how I felt when that mask came off. It was like. This is so uncanny and unnatural, and there's his ass, and it was just like, oh my! God. It was exactly what it should have been. I want to look at Modok and be like off put. I don't want to be like, oh, he's interesting to look at. I want to be like, I want to look away. Like I really want to look away. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I got. And the mask, absolutely, I think was a great look. And I think they definitely intentionally made that the visage of the mask looks like comic modoc more it's got the you know the overly large eyes and the like the grimace it looked like you know comics modoc like more in the face but i remember when that first trailer came out and they showed that one shot of modoc with like rising up and he had the mask and people on twitter were losing their minds they're like oh those cowards they're not gonna have modoc have a face oh those cowards they're changing it he's gonna be a robot it's like I understand that kind of reaction because Modoc is a joke. Modoc is so memorable because of his physical appearance. Like Modoc mm-hmm. has never done anything in the comics like as an action that is memorable. That is like, oh, that amazing Modoc story. It's never been about that. It's about he's weird looking. He's a Jack Kirby design. He's weird. And let's embrace that weirdness. Let's embrace the fact he's a joke. And let's just run with it. And let's also add in the Darren Cross of it all, where he knows these this family. He has a relationship with this family. We set up that he's psychotic because of the pin particles. He's absolutely nuts. So it's no wonder he's shifting around with elite alliances and his personality. Like it all just worked for me. I think if you're going to bring Modoc into the MCU, you could never actually do it in a serious way because then I think you'd lose what makes Modoc Modoc. And they they did it in a way that I thought worked. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I uh, agree or disagree, I guess, because 
I I don't know. I feel like when the reaction is just laughter at a character, I know it's probably what they were going for, but it wasn't like, haha, this movie's so funny. These guys are good writers. It was like a what the fuck, this is terrible type of laugh. I, I don't know. Every I, time I saw it, in my showing, Modoc got the most laughs of everyone in the movie for like a multiple lines. He was Jesus making people laugh. Christ. Like I said, the part when with the part when they're doing the probabilities thing with that that was funny. Um, the His death scene was backing up the theater. Awesome. The the probability storm was like super cool. That was probably really the best that. scene of the movie. Yeah, oh, the best I really scene. I, the best scene for me was uh, the the probability storm was it was a cool concept, but it's just for me it was like okay here's the MCU. Who who are you? I'm Scott. You're Scott. You're Scott. Ah, you know it was like very it was it was too much. My favorite scene, if we're asking that question, was by far Kang. And Janet, and Kang, Scott, and Cassie, um, just because the Kang and Janet scene was so good to me when they finally do the backstory for that. Um, I just like the way that Michelle Pfeiffer was so good in the movie, and mm-hmm. the way that they mm-hmm. kind of the the <laughs> the way that they kind of just do all of that. The execution I think was just really good and. Even Kang, when he saw her face, I like that he's he wasn't like, "What's wrong?" He was kind of he knew exactly what was what she what she what had happened. Just you know, wrong. he looked yeah. he looked right at her and he made this like Jonathan Majors just like as an actor made this face where he's just like, "Well, what are we gonna do about this?" You know, and mm-hmm. she's like, she's just like, "Who's Kang?" And then he's like, "Who I have to be?" And all that stuff was just great. They don't really specify like. You know, I really, I really like the villains that we can kind of relate to and understand why they're doing what they're doing. Like, I think that's why Thanos was done so well. Killmonger is done is done so well. Um, what's his face? The Vulture from Homecoming. I think the greatest mm-hmm. villains is like the ones where we can just see why they're a bad guy. And I kind of wish they explained a little more as far as like why Kang has to do what he has to do. You know, with Thanos, it was like I watched Titan. I want Titan back, you know, and I watched it, you know, kind of fold under itself because no one would listen to me about resources and how many people are here and how much, and you know, with the resources that we have. So I like that. And in this movie, they, they, he talks a little bit about, he says things like lines, like, you don't know what I've lost. I'm like, well, show me what you lost. Like what happened? Like what, what was the things that happened to King as to why he's this, what made him this character. But besides all that, that scene was great. And then he, when he puts on the suit for the first time, that was all awesome. And then I love when it kind of turns into an action scene and he completely turns on her as far as like, he was so calm and just like, vulnerable talking to her then he immediately switches that off and turns into like Kang when he's just Mm -hmm. saying his lines like Jonathan Majors line delivery was just so great like all the screaming that he does I just think he does it so well and then when he's like he's like chasing after her and he's like give it to me Janet and like all that stuff I thought that was all really really good um and then the scene of him uh the the whole interrogation kind of thing with Scott I thought that was all just great, and then he got beat by ants. So uh, yeah, like what a that? weird <laughs> Hold on, hold on. Everyone Black keeps Luster. saying that he got beat by ants. It is not that simple. It is not that simple. I would, I would really like that conclusion if 
Ant-Man was actually battling, Hank Pym was actually battling him. Because I'm okay. like, all right, that would give us some stakes and make you nervous for Hank. I mean, like, imagine a scenario where Hank goes up against him with the ants and he dies by King's hand. Yeah, 100%. Okay, that gives us Nothing. I think a death was really King. lacking here, yeah. Yes, yeah, 100%. That, that is the biggest like flaw of the whole movie. I think yeah. either Hank should have died or Hope should have died when she came or back. Or Scott, back how about yeah. that? Even, I mean, I was, okay. you know, I was... I was pushing for that big time before the movie. <laughs> I mean, I told you guys my theory. It's probably on the non-spoiler, but I thought he was going to grab Kang and just like pull him off a ledge and then leave us open. So then it's like, okay, he's gone. Kang's gone. Oh, right. You know, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Like something like that would have been cool because then you still have the possibility of Scott coming back, but mm -hmm. he's trapped. He's in the quantum realm. So yeah. he's technically out of commission. I think yeah. it would have been cool to just like leave it open a little, but like both of them are trapped in there. Maybe also with Wasp, they're all trapped. Like take them out of the equation. You Hulk pass it on go. to Cassie. Yeah, Wasp as in Hope. Excuse me. Not not. No, no. no. We don't want to lose Michelle. Uh, no, no. He's, <laughs> but he's uh, the I'm talking Wasp as in Hope. Uh, but yeah, you definitely needed a big character or two to go in this one, and um, we don't need it to be Janet. That's all. <laughs> we we just need Janet to survive. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I actually, you know, I, I agree. I know. Listen, Pat, listen, listen, listen. You cannot set this guy up and be like, I literally killed Thor. I took out most of the Avengers at some point. I took them out multiple times. He's like, it's all a blur. Mm -hmm. And then he gets thwarted by the wasp. The wasp. Yeah, but was, no, no, but here's the difference. Is when he, when he fought the Avengers, he had his suit. He had more than just his suit. We were told by Janet he only has his suit now. And with just his suit, he conquered the quantum realm. He was disintegrating people left and right throughout the movie. Should have killed a few people we actually care about. Absolutely. Agreed. But when, when Hope comes back and is whooping his ass, he doesn't have his tech. She does. She's She has the advantage there just as far as technology and weaponry. Kang is not much besides he's a pretty good fighter without his tech. That is the whole thing with Kang. He's got 31st century tech. Without that, he's kind of nothing, which is why he was so desperate to get it back with Janet. Um, well, I just feel like at, at points, the powers, the powers were so inconsistent for what they wanted. I was like, mm -hmm. he's doing things with the suit, but then he's doing things out of the suit, and then he's doing things with the suit again, and then the blue is, is all over him. And then I'm like, well, what's the, does he have powers, or is it, or is it the suit? It's you know, it was a, it was a little it was a little bit inconsistent in far but, as like the move the way the movie was telling the story of him. But hold on, yeah. I got something to say. You can't have him pummeling Scott like that and then hope dash through the the, the <laughs> portal here and save him with a couple of uh, beams. Like I understand that it's like okay, she was equipped with the technology, but. That was just poorly written to me. I mean, a big grandiose bad guy like Kang, who is the bad guy of the next saga, definitely shouldn't have been brushed off by a couple of little blasts from Wasp. That's just but my is, thought. Is he the bad guy of the big saga, or is it a different Kang who's way oh, smarter? And I, I heard about I mean, the. Geez, oh. That's where we. That's where we I get into writing into a hole here, and it's like, I, oh, well, that king was the weak king. Now we've got a strong king. Be. It's like, oh. it no, I, I agree. I agree with Leo because now that's what I started seeing was like, oh, it's going to be a new king. And I'm like, dude, I think you're just doing – I think this is too much. No, the that's Council the of Kings was Kang, all, though. The that's Council the whole of, thing yeah, the, the Council of Kings 
was all tight. was was cool and all. But listen, I need the main Kang who fights the Avengers to be the one I'm be guiding here. I don't need the damn right. Rama Tut because it's corny. I don't Rama Tut and the damn and the damn like like the damn stripper Kang that they had right there too, the ball headed one. I was like, what the hell is going on? I don't want all of them. I don't want to. I know, but I'm saying I don't want to see the. I don't want to see Spider Man going up against stripper Kang and Rama Tut. I want to see him against Kang. I want to see Rama Tut fight Moon Knight. Oh, I don't need. Well, hold on. Yeah, that Moon Knight one would be tight. But I got a question for y'all. I got a question for y'all. Okay, you get six Avengers. Current, you get six current Marvel heroes. So no Cap, Steve Rogers, no Iron Man. Six current MCU characters to go up against Kane. Who you picking? I saw that. I saw people were doing that, and I honestly do not know. I got nothing. I got Spider Man, and I got like that's it. I hate Thor right now. Doctor Strange has like a third eye. Wanda is obliterated somewhere. I Moon Knight's not even around. The Eternals is in shambles. I don't know who we got. Shang Chi. The Hulk has no arm, but then he does have an arm in She Hulk, and now he's in boxers. I don't know what's going on with anybody. So I don't know. Give me Spider Man. Give me Spider Man, and I'm cool. I guess. Even, we got a even, crop of people. Come on now. You even can come new, up six. Even new Cap is like um, I'm not with it so far yet. It's, I'm not. I don't know. I, you, did y'all see what Anthony Mackie said today? What he's he like, I don't know if this cap will be the next leader because my man don't even got powers. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Quite frank. I mean, but I uh, going back to the movie. I I don't know. I um, yeah, the king stuff. I I like I said, the king stuff really did work for me. Modok didn't. Um, uh, the the Ant Man's. I guess. I guess the only one I really cared about was Michelle Pfeiffer. Uh, you know, Janet Van Dyme. Hope didn't really have anything to do. I don't know if that's because of the whole thing with Evangeline and Lily or they just, I don't know. But that whole thing didn't work for me. And we got Cassie. Listen, I've been on like four different shows talking about this issue. I'll say for the last time, this recast was a joke. And like... Just be and I in on Twitter, people are so mad. They're like, mm, when you guys taking the movie out, out on uh Catherine Newton, it's not her fault. I'm like, dude, she was horrid, horrid in this movie. I got nothing, I got nothing from her character, I got nothing from her and Scott. I that speech, that speech that she gives was. Was, it was rough. that was like the first, <laughs> that was like the third time where I just I, I actively had a hand over my face because the speech was done so bad. It's the the delivery, the Jake, the ooze, that just that shit. The fucking come down to the tower. He can be beat. Let's fight Kang. I said this sucks. This this is not this is not it. I mean, if you're gonna recast Cassie. At least get somebody else. I don't know why they went this route. I'm just I'm not looking forward to her in the future at all, which is crazy because I was so excited for um, Cassie and Endgame, like that shot where it's like her, uh, Scott, and Hope. I actually was kind of pumped to see where they would go, uh, but this Cassie just didn't do it for me. The whole Rough Rider, like like out of jail it was just it didn't work for me at all so that's my last cassie rant for a long time i'm (laughs) done talking about this recast i don't like it it's just it didn't do it for me okay do you think 
you think she's terrible? Because, like, listen, I thought she had some good stuff with Paul Rudd, but when it was, like, mm-hmm. her standing alone, I was like, man, the I don't know. Tab. She just feels kind of pasted news. in. It just yeah. didn't feel like she took that role and really ran with it on her own. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wanted... I wanted a little bit more out of that character and I just didn't get much. So I was a tad disappointed as well, but I do think she had some good riffing back and forth with Paul Rudd. They just need more screen time to get like, they need more time together, man. It'd be different if they brought her in an in game and she was the adult Cassie from the onset. But mm-hmm. I think that's part of it is like maybe a little bit more time with, with her and um, Paul Rudd would help. Also, I heard they reshot the ending. They like, did. You, um, you, you can definitely tell with Evangeline Hill, Lily's hair. Being I was wondering about that. <laughs> they, uh, yeah, they re- because like initially they were going to leave them in the quantum realm. When she comes back, that would have been a better ending. They were going to yeah. leave them in the quantum realm, and they changed it for whatever reason. And um, so see, just, okay, like, they got to be in another universe. They got to be right. I I actually like that theory. I again, I just wish they alluded to it. A dog in a carriage? That's like that's California. You didn't see a dog in a carriage when you went to San Francisco, Leo? No, that's, but that's, remember, that's, even the old man with the coffee called him like Bugman. I'm like, okay, maybe. Yeah, but I thought like, that was like a riff one because he's Ant Man or something. Him just yeah, him not knowing Ant Man's well, name. I, I didn't see it as anything. I mean, else. that coffee was twelve dollars. I was out of pocket, so maybe <laughs> like in that universe. That's what I'm saying. Fucking... There's like these little eensy intricacies that I'm like, Ugh. I don't know. And then just like the last shot is like Scott looking kind of mysterious and. I don't know. I I'm like, maybe I'm awful. digging into it too tough. <laughs> I, I, I like the theory, but again, I just think this happens a lot when it comes to Marvel. Sometimes we like to look at things and we're like, oh my God, that's that. It's that and stuff. And a lot of times it's just not. And like, like sometimes Marvel, yeah, like sometimes Marvel is not that clever. That's why I feel like if that was the case, they would have just like showed it the way they did it with Loki, where like something is different about where where Scott's at now. Like yeah. they would have because Marvel is so they they dumb it down so much. It's like sometimes when things are not it's like sometimes when things like to us are like, oh, my God, that's because of this and that. Like, OK, the Council of Kings, that whole panel was from a comic. Right. They knew comic yeah. fans would know where that was from. This, 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 like, theory, I don't think they're smart enough or clever enough to be like, oh, well, you know, we're going to get them. Because if, they, if you see a dog in a carriage and the guy is calling them Bugman, the audience, they, they dumb so much of their movies down that I just cannot see them trying to loop one over. Because we've been, we've been doing these, this theory thing with Marvel since 2020. And uh, yeah. ain't shit happened, really, <laughs> you know. So I, I don't think that's the if if that was the case, I think they should have alluded to to it a little more rather than like a couple of little t- minor things. If I that's, think it's if a possibility, it's, though, fellas, don't you? Sure, sure. I think I I would like it. I, I actually would like that idea. It's interesting. But I, I love the idea. Gonna, I don't think. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I don't. I just don't see them doing it because they've been very like. When it comes to, I don't know, they just, I don't know. But um, I guess any other things to kind of get to here? Um, one of my big gripes with the movie, I talk about this on Cinemania Live. One of my big gripes just with, it's probably an MCU thing for the most part. Because it they do, I don't know if you guys heard me say this on Cinemania Live. 
if you listen, but I was talking about when like like they don't like to have the ma- their mask on and yeah. I was like there's so many times in this movie where they're fighting and then as soon as they cut they as soon as they like stop fighting the mask has to come off for them to speak yeah. and I don't know why that irks me so much just because it's I I don't know when I was a kid it's like what I want to see is I want to see the costume the full costume. Like, I want to see that. And I think Scott has his helmet on maybe, like, three times in the actual movie. Like, for the most of the the majority of the movie, the mask is off. And I was just like... And then I was thinking about other MCU titles. And I was like, yeah, anytime Shuri had to speak in Wakanda forever, the mask is getting retreated. Anytime... Spider-Man has to speak. The mask comes off. Yo, the ending of No Way Home, their mask is off so much. The three Spider-Men. And I'm just like, why why do y'all hate masks so much? I don't know what it is. It's like, I get the whole thing of, oh, we want to show the actors, but plenty of actors who play heroes know how to convey emotion through a mask. I mean, if you're a good actor, you know how to do that. Like Deadpool or the Mandalorian, (laughs) the Mandalorian or Batman or something. I just, I was like, Oh man, that's just like one thing that really irks me about the way the MCU shoots their movies and their heroes and stuff. And, um, it ain't gonna, it's not like it's going to get better. Cause like they love that nanotech and fucking whoosh all over the face and all that shit. So that's not going to go away anytime soon. But that's just one thing that I, that I heavily dislike about it. Um, Pat, let's go to you. Was there anything that you actually didn't like as far as spoilery thoughts? Um, yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said before, the, the kind of the lack of a, a big death, a big personal loss, like it made for a movie that had stakes that were potentially so show. So like, um, large if if kang got out like the actual personal stakes you didn't really feel at the very end because there wasn't really any big sacrifice that needed to be made or anything like that um so that was something i definitely would change as far as anything else i didn't really like um probably just in general i thought for a movie called ant-man and the wasp there really really wasn't anything for hope to do um which i'm not a big I mean, yeah, exactly. Like she's the wasp, I guess, of the movie. But as much as I don't really like Evangeline Lilly as an actress, and I don't really like Hope in the MCU as a character, I still think you should at least try to give her something. And they really, really didn't. Um, so it wasn't huge on that. Um, as far as anything else I can think of, a couple of the jokey scenes didn't really land. Um, but overall, I, I'm telling you guys, it wasn't as bad as we're all making it out to be. The movie? Do yeah. I think it was bad? Do I think it was the worst MCU <laughs> film? Definitely not. But like, I'm, I just I'm hearing so I think much. I'm like, Dark World was leagues below this. It's not even leagues, close. Leagues. But I'm gonna I'm say something controversial. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm say something controversial, y'all. I thought Love and Thunder was better. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. I love and thunder a little bit more. I I I I can't go there. I just I can't. Love and thunder. To, I'm gonna have to say it. Love and thunder. Lo- love and thunder. Like doesn't even. You know how like this movie I can be like, okay, well at least there's Jonathan Majors as King. Like Gore had a scene. Like I can't do that with this movie. Like Gore. It started off good, but just Gore, even the villain aspect of Love and Thunder wasn't good to me i just there's nothing about loving thunder that i just i can take away like 
they don't even like the movie as far as like Taika. Like you saw the way he was shitting all over the movie when he was talking about it every I mean, single time. Mostly I'm joking. It's no Leo. What's what do we know about jokes? Like there's there's some truth to there's some truth to it all the time. And he you thought he was joking when he was like, Does that look good? The the, the CGI he he didn't even come across that he even liked the movie. And it's ah. just none of them do. Tessa Thompson looked like she didn't even like it when she was talking about the movie. And uh I'll reach it, you, man. It's it's uh it's it's Love and Thunder is not good. It's uh, just Quantumania is also better than Ant Man and the Wasp, and I will die. Nah, nah, see, I heavily it also agree. One hundred percent. I don't remember nah. anything from Ant Man and the Wasp. I'm gonna yeah, remember I a lot of this agree. movie, good or bad. I completely I remember agree. dang near everything from Ant Man and the Wasp. I'll what was Walton name, name, name? Name, name, name me three <laughs> scenes, Leo, right now. Three scenes, no looking up. That's a scene. Wait, when what was Wasp that? Is beating up those guys in the car and she does like a, a crash to the window. That's another scene. I don't, Giant Man. I don't even remember Giant Man. Giant Man, what happened with Giant Man? He he's like toward the end. Remember he, he comes out of the sea? Is that when he was at the airport? <laughs> no, that's like seven years. Yo, I got Ant-Man and the Wasp it does not. I watched it again. And it, it's not like a, I watched it last week. I watched both Ant-Man movies last week. I think Ant-Man 1 is better than all three, all two of them. But it's by <laughs> a low margin. It's there, like this. This is this is my least favorite uh, franchise in the MCU. And that's the thing. That's the, the bad thing is, is that. I like Ant-Man when he's not in his own movies. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I like Ant-Man in Civil War. And I like Ant-Man in uh in Endgame. I really like Ant-Man in like in Endgame. Once again, like that scene where everybody's co- everybody is like uh coming out to help Cap. And I remember I was watching the movie and uh when everything's going down and that Thanos blows everything up, right? And Scott is like so tiny and he's like trying to look for everybody. I was like, Scott, what are you going to do when you get like, what are you doing? Like, Scott, what are you going to do when you get there to everybody? Because my my dumb ass forgot that he can go big. So <laughs> when everybody's coming back and it's like a good moment and everybody in the audience is cheering and we're all crying and going crazy. And then when uh, Wong is like. It, no, and then Doctor Strange is like, is that everyone? And then Wong is like, you want more? And then Ant-Man's big ass like comes out of the thing and he's holding Hulk and, and uh, War Machine and Rocket. That's one of my favorite parts of the of the, of the the end battle in that movie. And for me to like hate his movies, I just, I, that's crazy to me. Maybe, maybe it's a director thing because I think Peyton Reed is just awful. I don't know. I just, I, you just, mean, I, mean, I, I thought you, you loved him. You know that? I I don't know. I I don't need I don't need all that. I don't I don't need I don't need him to do Nova at all, Leo. So I mean yeah, I just I think Kang, Kang alone I think puts this like a a step above Ant-Man and the Wasp at least. I think Jonathan Major's performance was unbelievably good and to the point where I don't think most actors can pull off Kang simply because of the amount of variations he's already mm-hmm. playing and he's already, and he's going to have to play. And the mm-hmm. fact he could do that last scene where he's playing three different Kangs and whether or not it's corny, whether or not it's like a little too cheesy, the fact that there's three men standing there and they all feel completely different. 
like completely different people. That's fair, I guess. Was really good. And when Mm -hmm. you you go into the room and there's, you know, thousands of Kangs, I'm I'm for for a lesser actor. I probably would have been like, oh, there's probably not going to be like that many variations. I Mm want to see like every single one of those people because they all seem very different and strange in all the best ways. I was watching videos about the whole, how that can possibly work. The more people talk about it, I'm like, you know, I can actually, that can be like really interesting. Cause say you have like uh Victor timely in Loki and that's it. And yep. then say you have in one other show, you have, what is this? There's like a corporate, a corporate King, right? Yes. Um, yep. Like say you have that in like the fantastic four or yeah. something. I actually, I yeah, like I, I'm, I was actually like, you know, like that actually would be cool. I guess it's the main three kings. I just wasn't really vibing with them at all. So maybe that's yeah. no. I mean, we'll, I get just... some, we'll get some good variants. We yeah, I agree. Whole... I know we'll get some good ones. It's just like it was uh, that first post credit scene. Like I think Hannah mentioned it. It was a little hokey in the in the beginning, but when you once you started showing all the other kings, I was like, okay, I was getting really hyped about it. But it's there just was like some psycho one in the audience yeah. that was going. Yeah. Nuts. Oh yeah, that one. that's the main one. Everybody. <laughs> um, Ooh, don't get in that guy's way. <laughs> so I guess yeah. So that was just one thing that I that that's one thing that I do. I think it's when we're comparing it to like the lower MCU movies. The thing that really propels it is just the villain. And if it didn't have, because I'm sorry, Leo, who is the villain in, in Ant-Man and the Wasp? <laughs> who is it? Oh, Walton uh, Walter Goggins. Is it Go- Cause Ghost? Because kind of, Ghost got to be the most like calm villain I've ever seen. Because she's like uh, having fun. She's, she's trying to mess up the machine and stuff. It's fun, oh, y'all. Man. Look, I have man. a blast with that second Ant-Man, man. <laughs> I, I hate it. At least, okay, at I, least just, I got I Yellow gotta, Jacket in the first one. <laughs> at least I got Darren. I just got to... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I understand why people are upset about the end of this movie as far as Kang's defeat. Um, okay. But you can't, you can't tell me that the original Ant-Man, Hank Pym, showing up with an army of ants who throughout this whole trilogy, we have been told ants are useful, ants are smart, ants are better than anyone ever thinks. And they show up, and yes, it's a, a convenient, oh, they went through a thousand years of development or whatever, but no matter what, him showing up with an army of enhanced, cybernetic, highly intelligent giant ants to mess up Kang was amazing. Listen, I'm sorry. Listen. It was what I'll beautiful. Say, <laughs> what I'll say, listen, what I'll say, it didn't vibe with me, but my mother was having a blast. And my mom, lately with the MCU, my mom has kind of been like, she's kind of been like me. My mom hated Love and Thunder. She hated Love and Thunder. And it's very rare. You know when, when you have, like, when you know a casual. Like, okay, so, like, Pat, like, your wife, would you consider her? Is she, like, a casual for the most part? Because like, um, my fiancé is pretty casual. I'd, I'd say she's a little bit things. more than casual. She's like, she's more, right. But my, my brother is definitely a casual Marvel guy. Like, he'll skip projects that he's not interested in. But so, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's like, it's really... You can really get a lot from a casual, you know, casual people around you. Yeah. You know, kind of an idea of how the general audiences feel because my mom, like, you know, it's very rare when she doesn't like MCU movies. You know, she's there for day one yeah. with me. And Love and Thunder, I remember we didn't, that's the first MCU, MCU movie 
in a long time that we didn't see together. Because usually I will see it on Thursday night, of course, with the opening night crowd. And then I go see it again with her on weekends, you know. And that was yep. the first movie that we didn't go see together as far as MCU in like a couple years. And I remember when I called her and I said, what'd you think? And I'm expecting her to be like, oh, I thought it was pretty good. And, you know, you know, because even I, if I hate something in MCU, she, most likely she's going to like it. And I was like, right. what'd you think? And she's like, I did not like this. And I was like, oh, shit. And I was like, why? <laughs> she was like, Thor, what happened to him? I was like, what do you mean? She's like, he's a joke. And I said, oh, man. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. That's how that's how a lot of people felt about Thor when it came to Love and Thunder. It, seriously, so. I watched it with uh, my in-laws when it was on Disney Plus, and my mother-in-law was watching the first chunk of the movie, and she literally said, "What did they do to Thor?" Yeah, I don't and I was like, so, "Uh oh." Um, so my mom, my mom, I, I mean, listen, I don't like, I don't care for the ant scene and the whatever, but like my mom, I, I mean, hey, people in my audience, like you said, Pat, were having a good time. My mom was geeked. So she loved that scene. She was all, mm. you know, shaking, you know, whatever that she does next to me. I just think like, it, it was ridiculous, but I think to a point where like, it actually fits with the Ant-Man movies, which have always been kind of the more like ludicrous ideas of like the MCU. Like it was just enough out there where I was like, I can just buy it. I can buy that Hank Pym, who has spent his year, like whole life studying ants, would show up in this way and actually contribute to the final battle. And I'm sorry, I'm completely in the camp that thinks that this Kang probably isn't the big Kang. I don't think it's Kang oh, Prime. Oh, yeah, it's a big mistake, I'm, man. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. Kang. The whole point of Kang oh, as a villain man. that makes him different from Thanos is there are multiple versions of him. And it would make sense. They would They would introduce something that's close to what the big threat is, but not completely, you know, the overarching Kang prime of it all. Can I say an issue I think I have with the movie as a whole? Sure. I think this just feels way too ambitious to be an Ant-Man movie. Like, yeah, honestly, I, I, I think it's the wrong character to introduce. I yeah. get why with the Guardian, quantum realm. I think would have made a little more I sense. I agree. I mean, I, I think agree. if you have a bigger, more cosmic caster, Hey, if we want to go ahead and throw a Nova movie out there, and that's how it got in cool. But like, I, I just think for Ant Man, they're they're kind of this ragtag team running around on Earth, and it just mm-hmm. felt kind of odd a little. Like, I, I was definitely time, moments in the movie where I was like, "Dang, am I really in an Ant Man movie?" I, I agree. I can agree with that because. At least, at least the Guardians will pull up a better fight as well, too. And like you know, he can kill off some Guardians to like to set the stakes. You know, maybe you don't want to kill off Ant Man or his daughter that we just reintroduced. You know, or the yeah. Wasp, but maybe he kills like I don't know Drax or whoever, and that's you know that's how we start off with Kang. But I do think that this was the wrong character to introduce Kang in. I understand because of the quantum realm. But any bloke could have been on the quantum realm, like Jack the Savior. I don't know, could have been in the quantum realm. That was it. But I actually agree with that statement. Yeah, I think another kind of negative that I was thinking about during the movie was just I kind of wish there was a few more of the uh, old like Ant-Man supporting cast that we got in the first two movies, whether it's like his group of friends or even like his ex-wife, just like someone to kind of anchor it back. Judy Greer. Yeah, I was feeling like we needed to to touch on at least a couple of those characters. And the fact we didn't put Lewis in the quantum realm, come on. Right, Just throw right. him in the quantum. Have him in the room and have him get sucked in. 
like <laughs> Michael Pena, like come on, his like yeah. funny little recaps like made those movies. Yes. So I'm like, oh, I-, I was man. missing that for sure. Yeah, and yeah, like I can even understand Judy Greer, his ex-wife, and even even her little Babylon husband. Like I was just like, man, like <laughs> hey, I, I forgot about Ant Man's people. Hey, yeah. it, it, there's one thing that I do that I can give you for Ant Man and the Wasp, Leo. I guess like I do think it's it's more charming than this movie by far because like I went I, I went right into Ant Man one, and then right after it, I went right into Ant Man two, and then you know. He's on house arrest, playing with his daughter, and they're doing that right. whole thing. Like that's charming to me. And then when he has to give her away back to his his ex wife, and you know, I like that he gets along with the stepdad and how like he, you know, all that's charming. And this is just when we get to the plot, I'm like, ooh, this ain't it. Um, but that's <laughs> that stuff is. I agree. That stuff is just it was missed here by far. So um. All right, with that being said, let's get into some questions from you guys, the audience here, regarding Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. Uh, if you want to send us a message or a question or thoughts, anything, just uh, hit us up in our email, cinemania2018 at outlook.com. We will answer your questions on air. So this person here says, can you guys think of any major plot holes from the movie, I have so much in mind. I feel like this movie was jumbled in a lot of uh, parts. Any plot holes? Um, I don't have any plot holes. There's one issue that I had from the trailer, though. Mm. Um, What's the issue? The trailer was a fucking lie. Dude, listen. Listen, listen, listen. I'm talking about the first, the first trailer. I think it was the first trailer that it was. When he was making a deal with Scott, and it just was and like, oh. He, well, 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 okay. Kang is like, I'm the man who can give you what you want. In the trailer, literally, yep. like, I think it's the trailer that I'm using, you know, in the in the beginning of this show. He's like, I'm the man that can give you what you want. And then it kind of does like a scene of Cassie, young Cassie, and he's like, time. Yep. So going into it, I'm like, okay, so he's going to work with Kang because he wants more time with Cassie back. Yeah. And even in the movie, they kind of set it up to whereas he tells Hope, he te- no, he tells Janet the same, t- the same thing. He's like, I can give you, I can put you right where you, the last you day left. you left your daughter yep. and I can get, and I can give you more time with Cassie. So I thought they were going to do that with Scott. And that is not in the movie at all. I, no. the, his, his, Kang's thing was like, I can get you out of this place. And that was it. And I was like, man, that that whole time thing, that that could have... Uh, I was really... I was not happy. Because I was like... And I remembered it after I saw the movie. And I was like, wait a minute. What happened to that storyline? Yeah. So yeah. that... that um. I don't know what happened there. That, that that must have been some reshoots or something. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, maybe they lost it in the edit. Just cut it, cut down the motivations and stuff. It's like uh, remember we got Hulk in the Infinity War trailer. Must have been that. <laughs> that was false advertising. But I don't even think that. I don't even think. I know those are like people who aren't in the. You know those are the trailers. It's like shots that are in the movie. But this mm. is a whole storyline of like you want more time with Cassie. I can give you that. Right, and yeah, it's just not it, here. It it's not here. Yeah, it definitely was a bit of a, a bait and switch, a little mm-hmm. where it felt like, oh man, because like I remember going in, I was like, well, dang, they must make some kind of deal with Kane that goes incredibly wrong. And like, I thought that they were gonna make a deal to get more time with their kids, 
So yeah. Janet and 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 um Scott would both make a deal with King, and then it would just go terribly wrong. And I was like, that's right. actually a pretty interesting story. Yeah, that didn't happen at all. Yeah, that was just that was one thing that I thought it was really interesting here. But um, okay, this person here says, do you think? Do you guys think that King is really dead? No, um, I, I fucking hope not. This like, listen, I know like the other versions, but I like this one. I like the fucking suit and the. But I there could see be this. one that's very similar but better. Oh. <laughs> um no i don't think no no one's ever really dead in this universe you know literally the last the last post credit scene was loki nobody's ever really dead in this universe and even the trailer before the movie started was it literally guardians where gamora is like i was dead and you know so yeah no one really no one's ever i mean but she is dead but you listen, all them reports of like they want Iron Man and Cat back for Secret World Wars. Nobody's dead in this universe. So. But but they're dead. It's just different versions. I guess, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, okay, this person here says, why do you think there was nothing for Hope to do here? Because uh, <laughs> she's I, not very I, interesting and hasn't been throughout. And since Ant Man one, she sort of was interesting. No, I thought she was all right in the Ant Man oh. Wasp, and yeah. I thought she and I liked her. And again, I like all these characters in the End Game and other movies. I just I don't know. Cast barely do remember much. her in Endgame. No, talk, talking about um Hope. Hope. Oh, I really liked her in Ant Man and the Wasp. Um, I did too. Yeah, deep down, maybe I did. Too. I don't remember her in that. <laughs> Deep oh downgrade from Hope, and and I mean all the great action sequences in the second one are Hope, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, what a what a downgrade, man. But honestly, well, that's one of the things my wife it. said. She said Hope's only ever used for action scenes, which yeah, feels little, little very true. <laughs> Actually, it's very honestly, true. with how Evangeline was acting, eh. and and what okay, wasn't that a little awkward? How she had like a foundation, and she's doing reforestation. Oh, it was so forced that begin the first like, listen. It was so forced. the The first act is legitimately terrible. I'm sorry. The first act is not good to me at all. It's like the first thirty minutes until before they get to Kang. I'm just like, I was like, man, everybody was right. What the fuck is this, man? This whole monologue of everything and montage of Hope has like a industry now and. What was it called? Van Di- Van Dyme part of I don't know what the fuck it was called, but it was like yeah. it yeah. was like that and and he's talking about Cassie and Cassie shrinking cars and they're listening to his like fucking book in the car. I don't know. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, that whole first like fifty minutes was just crap. I'm sorry. Drinking the ooze, <laughs> all that all stuff. The fucking and the ooze was did you uh the holes and the you know, Listen, what, don't talk, I, don't I talk trash that. about Veb. Veb was I, the best. <laughs> I do want to give some praise somewhere, though. I do think the creatures in the quantum realm look really cool. I think like it looks like broccoli. Really dope. Like, yeah, the broccoli dude, the, the, the pole guy. Like, I was like, OK, Ooh, these are some now, cool creatures. Now, huh? it, it. I don't know, man, I, I can't. I don't really you, you guys. OK, listen, with this podcast, right, you guys know that I like I like to. You know, listen, I, I know I could be cynical and I know that's like that's become like my gimmick, you know, sometimes when it comes to the MCU or whatever we're talking about. But I really don't like to harp on movies like this much. I really don't. 
Like usually when we're like doing movie reviews and and I hate the movie, the shit goes by in fifteen minutes, you know, because I, I just want to be done with it. Like I'm tired talking about Quantumania. But mm. one other cynicism here that I have is I, I felt the the creatures were a little forcibly, like forcibly we want them to look like creatures. Like okay, so. For example, when I'm watching Guardians of the Galaxy and there are different aliens of some sort, it doesn't feel like they don't belong. It's like, oh, that kind of, I, I like that. Like, Star-Lord is like sleeping with a purple woman. I was like, cool. Like, in the beginning, you know, in the first Guardians movie, I, I bought all of that. I didn't buy any of these creatures in the movie. They all felt a little forced to me. Like, it was like, we're trying to be Star Wars or whatever. And I, Veb, Veb was funny, I guess, but like, it was like, and then, and then they were like, oh, you guys look so weird. But then there's other human-like people here. And um, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you have all these holes. I'm like, well, so does that guy. He's li- literally the same amount on his, like, what are we, what are we doing? I was like, I was, I was so, uh, I don't know. So I, 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 I didn't actually didn't like the creature designs here. I thought they were just kind of too on the nose of like, we're trying to be different. And I'm like, I've seen this before in the MCU and they were done quite better, quite frank, if I'm, if I'm, if I may. So I don't know. Um, Okay. This person here says, where do you have quantum mania ranked in your MCU rankings? Oh, I got fifth from the flat bottom. Let me check my letterbox real quick. Give me a second. Uh, okay, so out of 31 movies, holy smokes, I have it at 26. It is right. So, so 25 to 31, I have Ant-Man. I have Quantumania at 26. Black Widow at 27. Iron Man 2 at 28. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder at 29. It's terrible. Ant-Man and the Wasp at 30. It's terrible. Uh, Thor The Dark World at 31. So oh Ant-Man and the Wasp is, is below, is below, below, below MCU for me. So where do you guys have it, I guess, Leo? Where do you have it? Um, I'm actually pulling up my letterbox right Leo's now. Leo's list breaks it. my heart, though. <laughs> well, hold on. Let me go ahead and pull my list up. But I will tell you now, it is very trending toward the bottom. Uh, I it definitely is, don't it. have it in the top crop of the MCU. But let me head on over to the MCU ranking here. And, mm-hmm. um, okay, I guess I included um, a couple of the specials. So I have 33 entries here. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. the, two, the two specials. So mm-hmm. I've got 33 Thor Dark World, 32, Iron Man 2, 31, let me break y'all's hearts real quick, Incredible Hulk, That's uh, 30, Captain Marvel, and then at 29, I would put Quantumania. Okay. Yeah, I still have it over Ant-Man and the Wasp, cause, cause, just because it was a little better to me. Uh, Ant-Man uh, and the Wasp at 17. <laughs> Black Widow is kind of low. I feel like it, Black Widow shouldn't be that low looking at my list right here but i just don't know where i would put it i got it at 23 i got it at 27 and i just i don't know where else to put it <laughs> but i'm just gonna keep it there uh pat you is your where do you have it ranked right now uh my letterbox is an absolute mess i have like a couple of the shows on here but not all of them as oh, well um yeah this is a little messy um but it is i mean i have uh let's say i have iron man 3 at 23 out of 30 so i'd okay. put quantum mania probably at like 22 like right above Iron Man. 
I'm sorry. <laughs> Aldrich <laughs> Killian. Oh, Aldrich Killian, please get out. Right, man, I like that Iron Man 3, even though I, like I got Iron Man it at like 28. I like <laughs> I dude, guys, it's me. I love most of these movies except yeah. for Dark World. So well, I got Iron Man 3 <laughs> at like 20. I got Iron Man 3 at 20, just above Captain Marvel. And I uh, got Iron Man 3 at 28, right above Quantumania, ooh. right below Thor. Yeah, so um, okay, so let's get to one more question here. Uh, this is from uh, okay. This person here says, "Sup, family? Marquis here. I think it's hilarious that Peyton Reed wanted to make an Avengers level movie, but ended up making a bland version of the Star Wars prequels." Yeah, I was just talking about Star Wars. Ouch. I agree. <laughs> I actually agree. This looked like Jar Jar Binks was around the corner somewhere in this damn movie. God, I. When he was saying that going into the movie, oh, I wanted I didn't want to be the palate cleanser anymore. I wanted to be the Avengers. And I said, okay, with Ant-Man. Okay, go ahead. Uh, and he tried, and it was, for me, it was a swing and a miss because I felt nothing when they were all doing the big war and let's fight for this i was like what are we fighting for and then it was like they're all running and the fucking blue-headed people were just like geeks and uh yeah <laughs> this was not an avengers level movie my friend you tried it didn't work at least for me but uh yeah i i agree that i don't think peyton reed should be the director to handle something that should be an avengers level threat i i agree with you Dwayne. i think some of those some of those moments where like the rebellion was like going into the battle that didn't really hit the way it probably should have <laughs> no. um i don't know it whether it's the acting the directing it didn't hit quite the way it should have um i do think he bit off probably more than he could chew but i appreciate that he at least established kang very well mm-hmm. i guess i can agree with that leo yeah, how about you I don't know, man. Um, <laughs> I think I, I will agree with Pat that he did very well uh, establishing Kang, but he lost that charm of Ant-Man in the process. And mm-hmm. I just think it would have been cool if if this movie was like a Kang gave them time back. And maybe not necessarily they go back in time because it'd be, well, I mean, that young Cassie actress, I'm still, I'm sure it's still around. So I, I just think it would have been cool if it would have been like, yeah, I'm going to magically give you guys some more time. And there's a consequence behind that. And that was the movie that feels more mm-hmm. Ant-Man to me. This whole we're in the quantum realm the whole time. I know people it's called quantum mania. I get it. But I'm like, I I just the, the whole ant family in the quantum realm the whole time. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just man. I yeah, I agree. So, yeah, we'll uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. As far as the MCU, um, yeah, we'll see what happens. I said most of my thoughts on the actual review as far as like what they, what should change going forward. But I, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three genuinely looks great. It looks like they're easing back on the workload here too with these movies, and I couldn't be happier. Like let these, yep. let these projects breathe. Last year it was just a confluence. A cro- or like it was just a disaster of just content and i hate that word you know what i mean i don't know why i just hate that word and i, I just feel like nowadays when it comes to because like all of us what we do is content right that's fine mm-hmm. but like when it comes to like studios Major I just, motion pictures. I, yeah, I fucking hate that word because it doesn't sound like netflix when i think of when i think of the word content i think of netflix 
where it's just endless and endless and endless amount of shit on this service. Like, show after show after show, movie after movie after movie, and something... One of the one of my most dark horse TV streaming services is Apple TV Plus because their stuff is so much more with quality over quantity, and I think that's what's good. I just like that more. And when I think of twenty twenty two MCU, I think of the word content, and I think of just fucking going and going and going. And here's a movie. Here's a show. Here's a special. Here's a movie. Here's a show. Here's another special. Here's another movie. Here's another special. Here's another show. Here's two more shows. Here's a behind the scenes of the shows. Here's a this. And I'm like, God damn it. Remember when there was one movie a year? This is insane. <laughs> so, fuck. I I love that they delayed the Marvels. Put some yeah. space into these projects. It's looking like they, it's, it looks like they pushed two uh, TV shows to next year. Great! You're not gonna get so any getting, complaints. So we're from getting me. what two this year? Like it Loki looks like the Secret the Invasion. official. It looks like the official slate for this year. And it's not reported, but what it's looking like is Quantum Mania, Guardians Three, The Marvels, Loki, and what is the other show? Secret, Secret Invasion. Invasion. Yeah. Five projects, two TVs, three movies, maybe one less movie for me, but I'm fine with that. Yeah, I don't know I, I, what was like 2021 to 2022. It was just like, it was just too much. And, and yeah. it was just too much. And I love the Guardian special. But like that was like a month after the fucking uh, Werewolf Wakanda by Night forever. special. And then Wakanda Forever is right there. Then Love and Thunder. And then She-Hulk. And then Moon Knight. And then Miss Marvel. Marvel. And then <laughs> like, God damn it, yeah, it's a lot. Chill a out. Lot. I just... Man, so less content, more quality for the MCU for me. That's my biggest gripe with it right now. Less content, more quality. So any last words from you, gentlemen? I'll start with you, Leo. Any last words on just Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania? Uh, He says he can't be heard. Ooh, Leo. Can't be heard. What does that mean? Uh... Mm. Leo, is your mic mute? Your mic's muted. You probably that can work. Try unmuting your mic. Um. All right, everyone. Well, it looks like we lost Leo here at the end of the show. Sorry about that. Apologies. Um. All right, Pat. Let's get some last final thoughts from you. Would you what, just on Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania? Uh, um. I thought it was an enjoyable movie. I think it's definitely not the worst of the MCU. It's definitely not the best. I think it was a fun ride. Uh, great villain. Uh, great villain setup. I think now it gave us kind of the anchor points we need for you know kind of bringing the MCU to a more uh, centralized place than it was during phase four. So it, it, it got me pretty excited and I had a fun time at the movies. And that's kind of all I really wanted from an Ant-Man movie. All right. Yeah. Like my final thing is like, I probably won't watch this again until it's on like Disney plus. Cause he like hang on my, like my TV. You saw my TV, Pat. Come on. It's awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It's going to look beautiful on there. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So like, uh, yeah, I, that's probably the next time I watch it as far as in theaters to think I'm all set. But uh, I think that's I think it's fine. It's 
I, I like I think I, I think watching Quantum watching Ant Man and the Wasp this week, I think that was like my second or third time watching it. I'll probably watch this a few more times. Like it's not terrible, terrible. It's just and I have like some sort of love with every MCU movie. Like thirty one movies in, I have some type of love for every single one of them. Like there's scenes that I like. There's like if you go back if you if we go back to my letterbox there's there's scenes and stuff that I like about all of these movies there is but um it's so it's just gonna be one of those movie MCU movies where okay you know we'll see like Black Widow's number twenty seven out of thirty one and like I love the first act of Black Widow yeah. you know like so there's that yeah. Ant Man and the Watch I was talking about how it was charming I love that. Thor the Dark World. Some of the action scenes with Thor is cool. Fine. Loki is great in that. <laughs> yeah, Loki is awesome in Dark World. Uh, Love and Thunder, I mean, fuck. Uh, I actually liked the Mighty Thor. I guess we yeah. can go We can go with that. The scene when the kids get powered, I think is awesome. You mm-hmm. know? So we can go with that. Iron Man 2, the fucking suitcase suit is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, come Justin on now. Justin is great. I love Sam Yeah, Rockwell. so... <laughs> All these movies I have love for in some sort of way. So it, Quantumania, what I love about it was Kang. So Kang made the movie for me. And I, if I was to go back to watch this movie again repeatedly, it would, because it will, it will be because of Kang. So that is my last sentiment on the movie. And uh, that is all. that is it for everyone uh, on the podcast here, everybody. Thank you guys all for listening. I really appreciate it. Pat, won't you let everyone know where they can find you? You can find me on Twitter at this Pat Guy and YouTube. The channel's called Agamotto. All right, everyone, you can follow me on Twitter at Cinemaniac94. You can follow the podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cinemania World. And that is it. You can follow Leo at Geekly Goods on all socials on Twitter, Geekly Goods, 2Gs on YouTube. You can find him there. And that is it. Thank you guys for joining us. My name is Dwayne. That was Leo and that was Pat. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.